Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. The space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience, can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is Launching Your Calling. When you feel deeply connected to your calling, there's this natural desire, you could call it a drive even, to fulfill it. It is this inner yearning that just kind of moves you forward and it moves you forward largely into the unknown and on a daily basis. So it's constantly calling you forward. It's truly a teacher, I believe, that just continuously shows you more of yourself and around every corner it calls you up, literally calls you up to things that you have never done before or that you may have never done years ago. You surprise yourself in this journey. And so many people feel this drive, right? Their calling is just pulling them, pulling them, pulling them forward. And so the big question becomes, how? How do I create this calling? How do I get my calling out into the world? And there are many ways to do that. And today we're going to be talking about one very powerful way to have your voice heard and to connect with clients. So we're talking about online course launches. And today, my guest, Destiny Berman, she is as good as they come. She's a true master, an incredible marketer. She knows launches inside out and backwards. And on this episode, she talks about how you can carve out your own little universe through understanding the audience that you serve and how you serve them. She shares what's get, what gets in the way during a launch. She shares how to overcome that. Also, why she chooses to work with spiritual entrepreneurs and healers, plus more on her own personal evolution. She has this amazing free training. We talk about it in this episode. It's called The Four-Step Path to Create and Fill Up Your Digital Course, where she talks about her skinny launch method. So Destiny Berman is a modern marketer. She's the host of Own Your Calling Summit and a seven-figure launch strategist for experts and educators. With 15 years of marketing experience in Silicon Valley with clients like Twitter, HP, and Microsoft, she left to step into her calling in 2014. She has since launched dozens of digital schools in the personal growth and spiritual self-help markets, generating 15 million in revenue in the past five years. Her passion is helping experts multiply their impact and income through the power of scaling a digital course. With no further ado, Destiny Berman. Destiny, thank you for coming on the show. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so excited to be here. And can I say that I just love the name of your show? Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's like power pack words. Oh, I love it. Thank you. I know I was saying before we started recording that Destiny actually uses the word frequency in one of her training videos. So it's like immediate sisterhood. I'm like anybody that's like talking about energy frequency. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, and I feel like this is such an important conversation. We've not talked about 
launching and launching your program into the world. And we haven't talked about like all that goes into that. And so many people send me messages that are either in the new stages of like saying, hey, this is my purpose or this is my work in the world and this is what I wanna do, or even further down the line and saying, how do I go to that next level or how do I expand? I think one of the most interesting things in business is you kind of get going in a certain direction and then sometimes you get to a plateau or a place where you go, gosh, I'm just, I've gotten here, right? I'm at this place, but how do I go to that next level or how do I expand? And obviously it takes new support, new ideas, new tools, and things like that. And so I'm really happy to have you here to talk about specifically launching your mission out in the world and all that that entails. So maybe you can start off before we even jump into that, into how does one become a launch manager and a trainer in this world of online launching? You know, it's it's funny you ask that because I I kind of stumbled onto this and I also trusted the process. So before this 15 years working at Silicon Valley companies, and I've been in the online marketing space for a long time. I've seen how social media has evolved. I've led online media buys for companies like Microsoft and Twitter. And so I've been able to see that one aspect of it. And so I love the scale. I love the reach of digital, but then doing all this personal growth and spiritual work um, that has been with me my entire life, it just really forces you to listen. And while my career was taking off and I was getting paid well, there was something that was missing for me. And five years ago, I took a massive leap of faith and I said, look, I, it feels like my calling is to be an entrepreneur and I love the world of online education and learning and the space has really taken off, especially in the last you know, five, five years or so. And, and one of my um, areas of, uh, how do we say it? One of my superpowers is really identifying and seeing opportunities. And so I saw an opportunity to make this leap. And I since have bridged the digital marketing space with helping experts and coaches and teachers really scale and grow their businesses online in a way that I really believe in. Um, and I love learning and I help and I love helping others learn as well. It's so awesome. I think sometimes like there's a little bit of mystery for some people, especially with technology for one, right? Like how does all the pieces of the technology fit together and work? Or I don't know, you know, I don't even know where to begin. And so can you like kind of pull back the curtain on what is exactly from your vantage point, like an effective launch? Are there steps to it? Like, how do you, if I was going to say, give me the quick overview of launching, let's say a program on, in the online space, how would you break that down? <laughs> so that's a big question. And um, there is apps, there are steps to it, but where I feel like it gets confusing for people is because it's such a creative process and you can really make it your own. So if I really had to break it down, the first step is identifying who is it you're speaking to? And tied to that is what is it you're offering? And many times we try to skip past a step and we want to throw a bunch of different programs, a different bunch of different courses up against the wall and see what sticks. And yet when it comes to online marketing, you have to get really clear on what this offer is and who is it serving. And then we're going to take evaluation of who already knows you and how are you already known? Because when you get ready to launch this, many course creators are so... They get so passionate about the content, which is amazing, and they get so passionate about the curriculum, but they forget about the whole lead-up, meaning who already knows you for your work, who can you release this to, 
how can you set up a pre-launch sequence that gets people excited, very similar to a movie launch where there's trailers for weeks and months leading up to the launch itself. And most people believe that a launch is during that sales period, whereas 70 to 80% is in that two to three months building up to the sales period. Again, very similar to when you watch a movie where it's only in the movie theater for a limited number of days and, and really weeks compared to how many months has been spent promoting it. Regardless of how fancy the production is and regardless of how big the movie stars are. Because the other thing I see is that business owners believe that if their curriculum and their content is so transformational, they don't have to do any marketing. And the reality is false because especially with online, there's so much going on and it's really hard to grab people's attention. Now, the other thing I'll say is speaking to your point about the mystery, there is a big translation in terms of going from your offline world and how that works from phone calls to in-person to going online and how does technology work and how you hold a webinar as an example. And there's a scale and a reach that's built in, but it's really not too, it's not as different as people realize. And I was talking with a friend of mine who came from the real estate world and she was sharing with me how she just hasn't been able to make online marketing work. And then we started talking about nurturing and how you need multiple points of contact. And she said, wow, in the real estate world, we need to touch people 33 times. I said, exactly. And that's what we're doing with online. We're just doing it in a different format with videos and webinars. So the translation isn't as big as people think. It's just that, aha, oh, this is how we're doing it online versus in the offline world. Yeah. Do you think like sometimes in the offline world, we don't really notice the process we're taking? It's like you just naturally start doing certain things. And you're not really thinking of it like, oh, this is a process that really helps us get to know each other and helps us feel safe with each other. And then we're going to translate to doing that online. Correct. That's so true. Um, and that's an excellent point. And you're right. It is harder to see the overview in the process in the organic world, uh, whereas with online, we've got that email, we've got that tracking, we've got that tag. And so I can see how, how it doesn't connect in that way. And then once you do bring it over, it's, oh, well, as a real estate agent, how can I connect with people 33 points online, but much more at scale than in the offline space? And you know, it's funny. I don't know why I think it's important to bring this up, but um, occasionally like I get emails or people that have participated in the Soul Frequency Experience, which is a program that I have, or um, gotten to know me, like maybe they've listened to my show and they're part of this community, or we've interacted in minor ways. But sometimes I get emails and they're like, oh my gosh, like you're really cool and you're really authentic and you're really, you know, you really are this. Like, and it makes me, it always makes me smile because me as the person, you just know yourself to be who you are. And you don't really realize sometimes that other people you know, don't have that feeling yet about you. They don't know you as well yet. And so when people send me those emails, I'm always like, oh, right. Like, you know, until we start interacting, until we start really seeing and feeling and like getting a sense of like watching a video, all that kind of stuff, we just don't know like who someone is. And so I think it's so important when you're talking about the pre-launch to really think about like how, how we're getting to know people. Absolutely. Wow. That was so well said. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's funny though, cause you know, we look through our own eyes, right? Our own lens and we, I think it's hard to see yourself or hard to, you know, be, 
to be to put yourself in the shoes of someone else who doesn't know you seeing you for the first time. And so when I get those emails, I'm always like, oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they don't know me yet or like they haven't interacted with me yet. And so I always it always touches my heart when people say, oh, you really are so authentic. And you know what I mean? And you really do like, you know, know your stuff. And and I'm just like, oh, that's cool. Like, and and how do we create? I mean, it makes me fascinated about how we create more opportunities for authentic connection, even in an online space. Like one of the things I'll say, for example, like in my program is that we meet on Zoom Hmm. and people are always surprised at the level of connection that is possible if they haven't ever been in a program where they've met on Zoom that is possible in the online space that I think some people think is only possible in person. They are literally shocked by it. Like, can you talk about some of the, I know you've done some amazing launches where people have been able to really create community in the online space. Yeah. So this is, this is one of my favorite topics because I'm blown away by how much video conferencing like Zoom has created for us. So for example, I work with kinesiologists in Australia and I've helped clients launch priestess mystery schools where they're holding rituals and circles online over Zoom. So the intimacy and the possibilities that are available with proper video courses and video webinars is truly phenomenal. And I can't think of one modality. It could be a physical asana practice in yoga. It can be uh, receiving clairvoyant readings and oracle cards. Anything is possible over Zoom webinars and it's done well. Now, of course, the intimacy and the depth of connection that comes in person, that's irreplaceable. And the second best scalable thing is a webinar like this where you can see over video and you can literally pray and meditate and do yoga together. It's so amazing. And what is like, I know you talk a little bit about how important it is to know what differentiates you. Like, so I think you use the example about, you know, there's many yoga instructors, but what makes you unique? Is there a a process of of coming to understand that, that people like that are just starting out can really start to identify like, what is my, what is my unique offering? What makes what I do unique? Hmm. This is another good question. And I wish I had a more simple answer. So what, what it really boils down to, and we, we, there's so much conversation out there around differentiation and niching. And ultimately what this comes down to is boiling and claiming your uniqueness. That's what it comes down to, claiming your uniqueness and really owning your value. Because at the end of the day, what makes you unique is your story. And I remember having this conversation inside this online summit that I'd hosted uh, with a colleague of mine who had met in a a mastermind. And yes, you can differentiate yourself based on niche. You can differentiate yourself based on topic. But at the end of the day, if you're a yoga teacher and your expertise is trauma-informed yoga, as an example, Well, that's one layer of differentiation, but really the other layer is your story, why you care about this, how you got into this and really owning your value and your worth. And that's what's going to attract the clients, the students, whether it's online or live to want to work with you, because what's going to make you different from the next trauma-informed yoga? Like, yes, that's one degree of separation. And ultimately it really comes down to your uniqueness and I know that's what gets me excited because in the online space, you can tap into billions of people online and you can carve out your own universe being you and creating what you want to do. And as a result of that, you're creating a multiple six, multiple seven figure business. And I just, I find that to be such a miracle. 
It is. It's so amazing. And it's like, it's all these different, I mean, there's so many different people out there that maybe like I haven't accessed or even found, or you haven't, or anybody like watching, but they have their own community, right? And they're able to basically, you know, build a thriving business around serving that community that is of resonance to them and that's connected to them. I just think that that's miraculous. And that community can be anywhere in the world. Exactly. I just, I love it so much. And even though there's a lot of crazy things happening and intense things happening in the world right now, I do think that this is a gift of the modern times. I do. I agree 100% with that. I want to talk about, you bring this up and I literally like was saying to myself out loud, thank you. Like, thank you for talking about this because you bring up the emotions around a big launch, right? Or putting, obviously a launch happens over a period of time, you know, planning for it, the pre-launch, the actual launch, and then, and then delivering the content. Like there's a lot of steps and stages, but things come up for people in that process. And there's, you know, obviously it brings people together to work on it together. There's a lot going on. There's, you know, changes and things that happen. Um, but can you talk about the emotional component that you have seen in You've done what, 70 launches or more? Yes, yes, more than 70 launches in the last five years. And most of them, I think except for one, were all brand new online program launches. Um, it's also why one of my clients called me the launch midwife. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because for those of us who've had babies, um, it's very much like a birthing process. And I think a lot of us just don't realize that. And we think it's just go, go, go. Here's the strategy. Here's the plan. Here's the tactics. And then what comes up is all the emotional aspects where it's like, wow, you know, what if I'm going all in and no one signs up or what if I fail and what is it going to be like for me to put myself out there? which is one of the scariest things about putting yourself out online, whether it's in a Facebook group or on an Instagram page is because you're going to get a lot of feedback and not all the feedback is feedback you're going to want to hear. Whereas if you keep it contained to your smaller live events and you know, by small for some of us, it could be hundreds. But the point is, is that when you're inside a live contained space, it feels less scary. And then you put this out online and it's like, oh my goodness, I don't know who's watching this video at 4 a.m. in the morning. And so all these emotions come up that for many of us are sitting in the subconscious space. This is what I've experienced. And I worked with some incredible leaders who've already been very successful and yet it pushes all the same buttons. What if I, what if I fail? What, what if there's public failure? What if I put this out there? And now there's thousands of views on the sales page. And I don't know what people are thinking. I can't scan and see the response. And so it's scary and there are a lot of emotions that come up. And what I tell my clients and students, it's, it's really important that you prepare the inner space to receive more because you can absolutely add this brand new revenue stream and grow so much in a short period of time. That's a miracle of online. And at the same time, if you don't prepare that inner space to receive more and to be able to manage and be on top of your subconscious emotions, then you're going to create sabotage and chaos and you're not going to make that video or you're going to change that price point. And then it just becomes a big messy <laughs> creative middle. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you give some examples because, you know, fear is a funny thing. Like, it's not like we just wake up and go, gosh, I'm so afraid. That's why I want to do all of these weird things. Like we just, you know, people's the way the human, you know, mind works is like, oh, 
I'll just delay it. Oh, I'll just change the price. Oh, I'll just, you know, keep working on it till it gets like perfect, right? Whatever perfect is that never happens. Um, And these are the tricky ways that keep us from really stepping forward and ultimately serving, right? Yes, exactly. Or you create a fight with your spouse, or even you are being this impatient parent. I mean, it shows up in so many different ways because for so many of us, this is our life's work and it is so personal and we're about to make it bigger. And so uh, we, my, my best advice is to honor the process and to know what is what it is you're stepping into. It's really exciting and just to be aware of all the different aspects of it. So what is, if I asked you, what is like one or two of the biggest lessons you've learned over the last five years or in launching, you know, over 70 launches um, that you feel like people maybe don't understand or don't get at face value, what would those be? Well, one would be, um, and, you've, and you've mentioned this, but there's no such thing as a finished product. And, and for many of us, again, I'm not saying to put a half-baked product out there, but for many of us, this product and this program is ready to go live and to impact people. But we believe that we need to keep finessing it and fine-tuning it, or that website isn't perfect for this to go live, or that logo isn't perfect. And that's why I talk about, I give examples from up here in in San Francisco, how Airbnb launched. They use a different domain and it was called Airbnb Breakfast or Uber, where the first logo looked more like a a university logo. So the first thing is there's no such thing as a finished product and you're going to learn more if you go live. Now, assuming you already have expertise and you've already been in business, you've already been in practice, you have the expertise to go live and you don't want to talk yourself out of launching this online and you just keep pushing it off. And then before you know it, years, and sometimes I've heard from people where it's been 10 years that they've been thinking about launching this. And by then the world has changed. So number one is don't wait too long to go live. And there's no such thing as a finished product because I promise you're going to tweak and adjust the product once it goes live. And the second thing is we believe that we need this huge online community, this big email list to go live. And it's not true. Like I see so many business owners who already become known for something in their local community, in their live work, and they're able to launch an online offer. And it's more important to get that first cohort in to prove this model to yourself, to empower yourself, and then worry about, okay, well, how can I grow this list? How can I continue to expand from here? So true. I love it. And you have a free training, which I have been through, which is phenomenal. It's called the four-step path to create and fill up your digital course. And you talk about your skinny launch method in there. Can you tell us where we can, where other people can see it? I've seen it. It's awesome. Yes, actually. And if you go to my website, um, and I can also plug in the exact URL because it's not the most straightforward URL. URL, but if you go to my website, destinyberman.com, you'll be able to get to it from there. Um, and if you also follow me on Instagram, Des Berman, you also grab, you can also grab the URL from my bio as well. Awesome. Yeah. If, if for anybody that is thinking of either taking your business, you know, from the in-person space to the online space, or maybe you've tried to launch and you feel like you didn't really grasp that and you need some more information or you're just like wanting to get your stuff out there in the world and feel empowered in the online space. I think that has so much value. I remember when I started, I was like 
just like a Hoover vacuum of information, like everywhere. I'm like, I want to learn this and I want to learn this and I want to learn this. And I think all of that comes together in such a beautiful, unique way for each person. If you listen to your soul's call to take in information and learn things as you start to, you know, step into your life's work, I think it's really beautiful. And I highly recommend um, learning the skinny launch steps and and watching this uh, webinar. It was awesome. Mm, love that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And so we are also going to ask you the four questions that we ask all of our guests on the show, which is time to just kind of think about our own soul journey. I mean, obviously I love the people that you serve and you serve them because of your own, you know, passion for your own soul journey and getting that word out into the world in a bigger way. And I just think that feels so beautiful and aligned. Um, and the process that I take people through is called the anatomy of transformation. It's really about how we change our energetic frequency, how we, um, how we offload the stuff that feels heavy and that feels like old programming and how we really step up to our highest self. And there are four steps in that. And the first one is truth, because I believe that when we get to really deep truths, it begins a process and it's a catalyst in our life. So what is a deep truth you've come across personally, maybe even recently that was really impactful for you? You know, for me, um, it's taken me a long time to really own this, but that it's okay to be myself, that it's safe to be myself, and that the more I'm willing to own who I am, the more I not only get to be who I am in the world and to be seen for who I am, but also the more I continue to thrive and prosper. And I'm not just talking about, you know, earning more money, but being a mom and being a wife and being in my community and just really giving back to my community. So, you know, it's, it's hard because, you know, we, we grow up and we take on these defenses or we inherit these ways of thinking and we have these boundaries. And what I've just realized as I've gone older every year is that it's, it's okay to be myself and that it's safe to be myself with, you know, with any misses or mistakes and that um, being real is just really one of the best gifts you can give yourself. Oh, I love that. It's so beautiful. The second step is really about releasing. So I'm just wondering on that tip, like what, what was something that needed to be released, be it like a mindset or people or a way of seeing life that, that allowed you to really step into that? Hmm. Well, <laughs> um, a more recent one is believing. And it's funny because I saw how I took this on uh, based on my upbringing, but like believing that I have to work harder than anyone if I want to earn more money. And so there was this belief in myself that I had to keep proving myself with hard work and proving my worth actually just, you know, tied to, tied to the first point that, and that was only going to be the way I was going to earn more money. And that carried me so far, but um, then you get to a certain point where there's been a lot of success. And then you look at this and say, well, if I really want to continue expanding, how can I do this with more ease and more power, especially if I'm also a mom and a wife. And so it's something that I've had to really let go. Um, my parents have really instilled inside me this ethic of hard work, um, especially coming from humble beginnings. So it's something that, you know, I still have to remind myself some days when I'm waking up, like I don't have to prove anything to myself and I am allowed to have this level of abundance and that it's, it's good and it's fine. <laughs> It's awesome and it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's your destiny, right? It's like, we don't have to work for our destiny, like literally. Well, exactly, exactly. It's so beautiful. So the third step is experience, which is 
the shift in the frequency of our experience as we release the things that no longer serve us. So what is that? What is the value in your life now that you've kind of been releasing this and really embracing like more ease? Mm. Well, one, my business has been growing without me having to work more. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I work the same with a bigger business. And the second piece that I found was interesting was I started to attract team members that I could really trust and rely on so that I could be working on the next level of my business and they were carrying out what else needed to happen. And I think before that I was blocked because I had this belief that I had to do everything by myself and that I couldn't trust anyone. And once I really let this go, I mean, I have an incredible team now and it, I'm, I'm just blown away at how quickly it happened once I was willing to have the shift. That is so powerful. It's such a great example. I'm so glad you shared that um, to what moves into your field that wasn't available before as your energy shifts. Like you can look around or you might've tried to hire people and it's like they failed you or it didn't work out or they weren't the right people because of that belief system. But once that belief system changes, it's like, oh, there's all these great people, right? That will work for me and do a great job. Exactly. That's right. So cool. And the fourth step is align, which is really how we stay at a higher frequency. So it's the rituals, the things we do in our life, the things that bring us and keep us in a really good state. So what brings you or keeps you in alignment? <laughs> I'm laughing because because um, <clears throat> I... I I have a full spiritual support team, but um, I have my daily meditation practice and I have my yoga practice that's a few times a week. And on top of the daily meditation practice, I would say what really keeps me anchored is I work with my healer three times a week. And Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we get on the phone and we do a session where I'm getting realigned and anything that's coming up, we get to look at it in a very honest, energetic way. And um, I also have a therapist that I've seen uh, pretty consistently over the last 10 or so years, less so since I've had my son. But I do have a beautiful spiritual and therapeutic support uh, structure that's been with me for the last 12 years that has really kept me true to myself and growing and evolving. So in terms of ritual, coming back to your question, <laughs> is the daily meditation and I would say my um, healer that I work with three times a week. It's so, that's so great too. I'm so glad you shared that because from my vantage point and my husband and I talk about this a lot, it's like you get to the point where you realize to grow, there's going to, you're going to be always on the court, like looking at, at other things, right? And the faster you're growing, the more stuff is going to come up and it kind of becomes like, well, how quickly can I, you know what I mean? Can I move through this or learn what I need to learn to keep growing, which of course requires like a support team, right? Mm -hmm. Who's going to be there for you. And so it's, it's amazing that you brought that up. Mm, exactly. And I'm just so grateful. I'm, I'm grateful for the people that I trust in my life. And I'm grateful that, that I can do this and that I can say, you know, I work with my team X number of times and they just, they're so supporting and so loving. And I, frankly, I wish that for everyone. I wish everyone had their own um, astrologer and their own healer and their own energy worker. Like, I just think it's so beautiful and so necessary. I agree 100%. So I love this. Thank you so much for coming on the show and for sharing all of the behind the scenes and the emotional stuff that's so often not talked about. And I hope everybody goes to Destiny's website and, you know, downloads this webinar or 
clicks on the webinar, is able to watch it. Um, you'll get tons of tidbits of amazing information. Like I was watching it going, oh yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I never thought about it that way. Um, I never thought about the pre-launch, like a movie you know, trailer and the movie launch and all of that kind of stuff. So I was even learning from it. And I think you guys should go and, um, and also follow her on Instagram. She's got an awesome Instagram page. Mm, thank you so much. I, was, I love this conversation and I'm so happy that you uh, invited me to be here. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm-hmm.